Video Game Pulse. Episode I am Millennium X17. And I'm Doc Karakito. No, there's no Kaz. There is no Kaz. We are unsupervised. Yes. How are you doing? Really good. Surviving? Mm. Keeping it real? Yep. Uh, anything going on? Side notes? Uh, kittens. 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 Yes, we've had the, uh, th- they're great. Oh, they're so good, mm. these guys. We've had them three weeks now. And uh, yeah, they're stunningly well behaved for the eggs that they are. Yeah, they're also stunningly large. They are really, really big. They are super, super tall. Yeah. They all have like really, really, really long legs for uh, kittens. Yeah, they also like to climb things. <laughs> they absolutely love to climb. Just they love to climb and they love to run. Yes. Uh, just take a look at any d- door frame in your house and realize that these kittens have already climbed up to the top. Of of the door frame in my room. They are twelve weeks old. Yeah, so they've they've mastered the art of getting up there. Eh, not so much on not the. Not so exit. much getting down. <laughs> <laughs> They're still a little bit unsure of how to get back down after, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they've been great so far. We've uh, let them run around the house. Uh, our older cat Fortune is still severely unimpressed with them. <laughs> Displeased. <laughs> Though getting better. Slowly getting. It's better. hilarious though because whenever she sees the kittens, it irritates her. I know she gets no into a myth. She, she gets <laughs> into a myth, and the only way to fix this myth is to go over to her cardboard cheese wedge thing, which it looks like a cheese wedge from the side. Yeah. But it's cardboard thing, and she likes to dig her claws into it, and it yeah, makes her feel a, better. Uh, it's a scratching post that yeah. just has a cheese image printed on the side. But the best part about it though is that the kittens have also been playing with the cheese wedge so she gets under to calm herself down by clawing at the cheese wedge and then she smells the kittens which reintroduces the myth <laughs> which she then needs to calm down <laughs> by clawing at the cheese wedge again it's which she so then funny. smells the kittens again it's the best thing ever it's so funny <laughs> it's greatest thing ever yeah fortune is a very angry animal and yeah. this is definitely not helping mm. yeah but yeah she's slowly making progress she's willing to come out of the bathroom now at least yeah. Because, like, for the first, like, week and a half, she refused to leave the bathroom. So, getting better-ish, kind of. Sort of. Sort of. Eventually. Yep. I don't know how much other side notes there really is, other than the fact that in the matter of, okay, so the last six or so months, I've had my, uh, some of my, uh, I've been downsizing a lot of music equipment that I just don't really use anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, my uh, bass amps, and then I had the my half-stack Marshall on Craigslist forever. It's like in a matter of six months, no emails. All of a sudden, in one night, <laughs> two emails pop through with people interested. Yep. The guy, the guy that emailed me about the base amps came the next day. He was in the house for about a minute flat. Looked at it, didn't even plug in. Go, okay, here you go. And then out the door we went. I know that was so good. So yeah, smooth Craigslist deal. The other one went well-ish, but then it was like he got the end. He was like, well, okay. So Marshall Hashtag. 
I'm losing money on it no matter what. I was asking $1,200 for the whole thing, you know, $750 for the amp, $450 for the 4x12, and he was like, well, okay, the $1,200, you, would you take $1,100? And I'm thinking, yeah, sure. You know what? You know what? I, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I haven't gotten any other emails on it. He's definitely interested. He's been playing for 20 years on a solid state Marshall. It's one of those old ADVs oh, yeah, from yeah. the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you know what? I can do the 1100 cash in hand today. He's like, okay, can you take a check? <laughs> I know. That was so funny. <laughs> like, sorry, but no. No. <laughs> oh, we got to wait till next week to sell that. It's actually right here behind us in the corner. Yep. Shoved it over in a corner and covered it in towels so the kittens don't damage it. But uh, he loved it. So, hey, great. Yep. Uh, I don't believe there's much else for me, really, other than the fact that I have this weekend off. Yes, you do. So, uh, yeah, that'll be good. And then and then for me, I think November's going to be mental overtime. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I hit December, the only week that I have overtime in December uh, due to exemption is going to be uh, the week ending the 23rd. Mm. That's the only weekend, the only Saturday in December that I wasn't able to get off. Yeah. So I'll probably have overtime that week. And other than that, I just got to make it through November. So, yeah, I don't have overtime this week or next week. Again, because if you're if you're penned into the vacation calendar before they put overtime on or up, they exempt you from the overtime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as it hits to the, you know, the weekend. So for me, it would be either a Saturday or a Monday I would have to have off. Yeah. You know? And I just took every Saturday in December or tried <laughs> to, and I got all but one. So that was pretty good. That was really good. Do we want to get into why you're having this weekend off? Uh, yeah, it's uh, we got some birthdays this weekend. Uh, mm. Our mom's birthday is this Saturday. Yep. The 21st. And then the 22nd is a certain someone else's. Yeah, it's that time of the year again. Yeah, someone's getting older. Mm. Who is this person? Yeah. So it's that time of the year yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, shockingly, it is that time of the year again already. Are you kidding me? I know. This year has gone by so fast. Yeah, I think given that it's 2017, it's probably not a bad thing. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Val's trying to get Val. us to watch Knights of Sidonia. Oh, speaking of Knights, actually, we have oh, been yeah, watching yeah. something. We'll, we'll get to that at the end. The end, but oh wow, it's it good. is good. You know, I watched a show that I watched a sequel that kind of flopped, and then I started watching that. And it's after two episodes, I'm like, I gotta get Dark God. This is good. Oh, it's so good. And I don't believe there's much else really for side notes. Can you? Yeah, that is true, Val. Actually, it's Val's birthday as well, same day as mine. Oh right, that's right. Nice, epic. There's actually a lot of people that I know that share my same birthday. I think I have like Val, and then there's like two other people that I know online who all have the same birthday. Yeah, as October twenty well. second. It's like it's a very popular date for some reason. Yeah, it's not like you had any control over it. I know. But, yeah, it's like I legitimately know, like, three or four people who all have the same birthday as me. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't – do you think of any other side notes, really? Not really, no. Mostly because I'm taking care of the kittens. Kittens, which is also the reason why you haven't been able to play any games. Yeah, once they can just be left alone, then I'll definitely Roam the get house. to uh, – um, One of the three that we have – one of the three Neo's the one I have on yeah. my desk right now. Nio, Nio, Neo, whatever it's called. It's on my desk N-I-O-H, I think is how it's yeah, spelled. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, when, as soon as the kittens are able to just roam the house by themselves, then I'll get right, right. on that. Uh, the problem with that is that one out of the three of them, that being Midnight, the boy, is um, 
explorative. <laughs> He's explorative. He's a little shit. That's funny. <laughs> He's a Sandy in training. He is absolutely going we to We got be. A, our older cat Sandy is like he's exactly that same yep. way. <laughs> I mean that is definitely going to be exactly like Sandy when he grows up. Yep. Yeah, he uh he tends to like getting up on the kitchen counter and you know taking a header into the trash can. Oh yeah, he did that the <laughs> other day. He was I was actually uh, what was I making? I was making some sort of food on the I uh, was was it cereal? I think it was just leftovers or something. No, it was the uh it was the leftover meatloaf and potatoes right, and right, right. jive motion. I was doing that on the on the little island counter thing and the trash can's right next to it and he jumped onto the trash can thinking that he was gonna get a good angle to look at what I was doing and he didn't realize there was a hole there. <laughs> it fell <laughs> right into the trash can. <laughs> he did. Oh god. It's almost like a perfect like almost like I don't know what cartoon I would think about. It was like Bugs Bunny s kind of you know Daffy Duck kind of, mm-hmm. or it's that. Oh no, Wiley Coyote. Wiley that, Coyote remember yeah. the thing where the coyote goes right over the edge, and it's that moment of he looks as he drops. That's exactly what I saw out of the corner of my eye with this cat because <laughs> I saw him jump up, and then he's looking at me as he just boom into the trash can. He went. It was just. It's so funny. I had to fish him out because he was like, "What the hell is?" <laughs> Uh, he is quite special midnight. Mm. The girls are not quite as explorative. They are mostly content to just run around the house, but oh. he's the one you got to keep an eye on, though. And everybody likes my bed. Oh, yeah, they love your bed. Your bed is amazing. Yes, after as much money as I spent on it, I would hope so. <laughs> That's true. Your bed was so expensive. And in the grand scheme of mattresses, it's actually not even that expensive. <laughs> if you want to be frightened. Oh, God. What How was much mine? Was, was it 1400 I think? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, though it is good. I love that mattress. So nice. It is really comfortable. Mm. Uh, and I don't believe there's much. Like I said, you want to get to yours. I definitely want to get to it. I guess I haven't had the time. Mm. I think for me, I've got like there's two racing games out all at once that I, I want to get to, which is Project Cars 2. I'm going to slide it in, give it a shot. And then Gran Turismo Sport just came out earlier this week, as a matter of fact. Mm. And, and then uh, in November, I've got Pokemon Ultra Sun that I'm going to be playing through. And then in December is Okami HD, so that's going to be really good. I don't know what the next thing I'm looking forward to is. I'd have to look it up. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the one thing about video games and what have you for this year. Video games is not all that notable. I need to get you to play Okami HD. I don't think you played the original. No, I never did. You? did. you need to experience this game. This game is amazing. Mm. This game is so freaking good. It's got such a unique art style, and the soundtrack is so good, and the gameplay is just so, so good as well. Mm. I actually think you'd really be into it. I, I'm not going to disagree with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, there's much else. Other than the fact that I'm looking forward to actually being able to pull my wheel out of the corner of my room <laughs> and actually be able to use it. Mm-hmm. But uh, outside of that, I don't really think there's much else. Should we get to the news? Probably. Alrighty then. All right, time for some news. Yay. And by some news, I literally mean some, some. news. Like, again, two weeks has gone by, and there isn't much of anything. There are two big stories, which I saved them to the very end because, yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, there's one other news story of note, and then everything else I would consider to be flash news. Okay. Because it's just really not much going on, shockingly enough. Uh, this first one I found to be interesting Nintendo Switch was the top-selling console in the uh, U.S. in September. Awesome. 
I really want one. Oh my god, freaking Mario and Rabbids. I've been watching yeah. gameplay of it. It's so good. Mario and Rabbids might just be the Valkyria Chronicles that I've been looking for. It literally would be, I think. I think you'd be into it. Oh yeah. I like I think that would be good. And plus I've been told it doesn't hold your hand. Oh no, it does not. I've been uh I've been watching Daco playing through it on YouTube and he's in the final world right now and oh wow. Even getting to that point was just who even the first world has a set of difficulties but it <laughs> ramps up in a quicker once you hit world two it just goes yeah well that was similar to valkyria chronicles the first map or so wasn't too bad at all and then there was the cloden wildwood was the first like i think it was chapter five that was the first one where it really you had to you know get a little bit of strategy going but i think it was the next one was the Badlands, and then the one after that was against Maximilian. Chapter yeah, 7 yeah. was Maximilian. That one is a swift kick in the nuts. <laughs> if you are not prepared for that battle. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, Mario and Rabbids, like, the first world is just teaching you the mechanics. The second world is like, if you don't know the mechanics and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, it will kick your ass. <laughs> and good then times. it just gets worse from there. <laughs> I know it looks good. I I I really do. I'm like I'm I'm mildly interested, but between a Switch and a Nintendo uh, Super Nintendo Classic, mm. I'd go with the Super Classic. Yeah, because uh, for the Switch, like I want Mario and Rabbids, I want Splatoon two, I want Mario Odyssey, and I want Mario Kart eight. So like those would be my games that I would buy like immediately alongside it if I had money. Yeah, <laughs> that whole if I had money thing. God damn it! Why does our area suck for that? Yeah. No, it's easy. You just you need to get a job so that you can get experience so that with that experience you can then get a job so that you know. have a paycheck so that mom will volunteer your paycheck for something else. Exactly. That's the process. Yeah. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch. Here's the thing, though, about the Nintendo Switch being the top-selling console, though. It's surpassed 2 million units sold since launch. I don't know. That seems soft to me. Mm. You know, it's, not know. it's nowhere near what the Wii U was. Oh, no. It's definitely way better than the Wii U. Uh, and and then Wii U wasn't even so much a bad console. It's just the marketing behind it was terrible. It was, yeah. But you know, at the same token, it also needs third party support, and the Switch has more third party support than any. You know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so this is a good sign, but it's not as strong as I would like to think. Mm. Uh, but you know what? For it to be the top selling console, that leads me to believe that 2017 really has been soft. <laughs> a little you know, bit. Like, yeah. I, I think that's what that points to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a really a knock against Nintendo, but it's just like if it re- if really the most hype behind anything this year is the Switch, well, you know, uh, <laughs> eh, you know, there really haven't been any like banger hits of games coming out so far this year. I don't know. It does have a pretty solid lineup right now. Yeah, there's there's solid line. Oh, I'm not talking about the Switch generally. I'm talking all about right. just all of 2017 for okay, video okay, games. Okay. There really hasn't been like a banger, you know, yeah, big, yeah. big, big game. I think they're all being held till the fall season, which mm-hmm. is like well, such is what a happens bad idea. Every year. It's such a bad idea. What are you, again, it, this summer, I don't believe was, we didn't think of it as such of a, um, a drought because we were busy playing Factorio. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That's the game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it didn't come out this year. It didn't come out this year, but that was our game of the year. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Best twenty so bucks you'll ever spend. In that game. <laughs> if you want hours to dollars, <laughs> that one will do it for you. Exactly, twenty bucks, and we probably put four hundred hours into it. I'm over five hundred. I know. I haven't looked recently, though. I have no idea what mine specifically is, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was over four hundred. Though hours. I am improving, though, as I said last show, 
I haven't picked it up in two weeks, so. I just haven't had the time to pick it up. Yeah, you've been busy with kittens. I've been busy with kittens, and then when they're sleeping, I'm usually playing Spelunky trying to get the hell run, which has yet to happen, but I'm still trying. Yeah, between that and your watch later list. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. So what I'll do a lot of the time is I'll actually put, uh, I'll play Spelunky trying to get the hell run, and then in the background I'll have, like, a Reuben playing in the background, or, like, one of, like, the hour and a half long things. So that generally uh, works out. I do the same thing, only I have dual monitors. Yeah, that would definitely help a lot. So I can actually watch, like, have ears and a half an eyeball to YouTube and then everything else on whatever time waster of a Mm -hmm. game I got playing, you know. Funny thing, side note entirely devolving from the news, (laughs) I've got, for unrelated purposes entirely, but I've get get this itch in the back of my head that I might want to pick up Skyrim again. Oh, really? Yes. For reasons that make no sense only to myself, though. Okay. Because. Oh, Skyrim's a great game. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a good game. But every Tuesday night, the three of us being, the two of us and our father, we watch uh, Forged in Fire Forged on in Fire. Hi- History oh, yeah. Channel. <laughs> and these, these actual blacksmiths and, and bladesmiths come out and create all kinds of knives and swords, and and they get tested in brutal ways. Uh, so good. In ways that you that would show. never honestly test these type of you know, to, to weapons, use these yeah. weapons with, but at the back of my head, I'm thinking, man, I want to play Skyrim again so I can do more blacksmithing stuff. Oh uh, yeah, that's that is that's a solid. That's thing in the back of my head. I'm thinking of. Yeah, hey, I'd go for it. I love the uh, I love that show and I love the blacksmithing in Skyrim. Mm. So why not? Yeah, that might be a thing I might be doing here soon enough. Who knows when mm-hmm. exactly? But you never know. I could use it as a time waster game as I'm watching. You know, the untold yeah. hours of YouTube that I watch. <laughs> But uh, actually, speaking of uh, games that I definitely need to get around to probably, hopefully, soon as soon as I have some free time, is uh, the other day the uh, there was a short sale on Steam like for just a handful of titles. And one of the titles is one of the games I've been wanting for the longest time, which is Valley. Have you ever heard of this game, Valley? It sounds familiar. It sounds like I should know what this is. You should know what this is. This game looks so cool. And it was originally twenty bucks, and they had it marked down to four ninety nine. I was like, done, <laughs> no question, because done. Steam sales, yep, raiding your wallet since the beginning of time. That's it, but because uh, this game Valley has a, such a unique mechanic where it's like you're wearing this exoskeleton skin that you can jump like super ridiculously high in order to get to all these different places, and like you can run super fast, and it's like, oh god, it's so much fun. So yeah. Sounds good. Yes. I anyway. think you'd be into it, honestly. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I'll mm-hmm. check it out later. Uh, but first thing first, we need to get back on track <laughs> to the news. I know. We're so easily distracted. Mm, yes. Ooh, shiny. Yes. yes off uh, to the corner Sony we go. Sony announces a mini PS4 controller for kids. Okay. that That's a thing. Yeah. It's an officially licensed controller from Hori, which Hori is the one who makes a lot of the fighting sticks yeah, and yeah. what have you. So. Mm-hmm. It, it looks interesting. It looks cool, I'm like, yeah. okay, I understand the the idea they're going for. It's a yeah. smaller controller for kids. I like that. That's really cool. It is good. Hmm. Good stuff. Obviously, nothing. I don't think anything we would be getting a testing, no, so no. no real reason for it. Uh, moving on. Uh, okay, so yeah, Wolfenstein 2's marketing. Uh, welcome to 2017. Oh God. People are offended by everything. I've heard about this. People crying over freaking yes. Wolfenstein. So uh, Wolfenstein's uh, the hashtag no more Nazis hashtag Wolf Two is their you know the the marketing campaign they're going with because spoiler alert you fight Nazis in there. I know. Shocking. How dare you? So they used it in the marketing and people were like, oh wow, Bethesda's gone SJW. <laughs> 
It's like, really? You don't think that this hasn't been written in from the beginning? I know. Just, I don't know really much else to really go into it about it because it's just so stupid. <sighs> it really is. Yeah, I've heard about this. I'm just like, really? Like, this isn't a new plot for Wolfenstein. They've been fighting Nazis the whole time. Yeah, since the early 90s. Yes. You know? Yep. Moving on. <sighs> yep. All right. Sony is, okay, is to publish Switch games under a new label, which is kind of a workaround if you if, if you understand the okay. inner workings of Sony. A new game publishing label has been formed under Sony Music Entertainment called Unities or Unites. Uh, Unities, yes. Unities uh, with the intention of publishing games across not just Sony platforms but others, including the Nintendo Switch and PC. Uh, Unity's first game will be Tiny Metal from developer Area 35 coming to PS4, Switch, and PC on November 21st, 2017. Ooh, military-themed turn-based strategy game. Or is it Unties? I'm looking at this unties. word trying to figure out what it's yeah, supposed to be. Yeah, I think it. I don't think this it's word, Unity's. I think it's Unties. This word suddenly doesn't make sense to me. I get it. That's what I said. Remember when I first said, I'm like Unties. It's like you said Unity's, and it's like it's one letter off of Unity's, and then you're like. I don't know. This word doesn't make sense to me for some reason. Unties? Unties. Unties is basically what it spells as. Yeah. We'll go with that. I'm having a random brain farm. This word doesn't comprehend for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my life. That's that's just 24-7 for me, all right? It's one constant large brain fart. (laughs) Yeah, but Tiny Metal, that looks interesting. Yeah, it does look cool. Going to be a turn-based military strategy game. It could be good. Yeah. You never know. I think uh, Catherine's been playing that, actually. I've been hearing her talk about it. That's the same one that I uh, think that she's been talking about lately. I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to look into it. I'll have to look up on her channel later. Hmm. But, yeah, uh, that's, that's, cool. a, you know, that's a good thing, too. Yeah. Moving on. the uh, uh, Okay, so where is his name? A veteran Bioware game designer and senior game director, Mike Laidlaw, has left his position with the company. Uh, that being Bioware, uh, made a public announcement on his personal Twitter account saying it's time to move on. Uh, Laidlaw has been with the company for 14 years working on Bioware games like Mass Effect and Dragon Age. All right. That works. Hmm. Uh, you ready for your head to hurt? Oh, God. Uh, so Sony, uh, what is the mov- movie studio called? So yeah, the Sony uh, Pictures is uh, fast-tracking a movie adaptation of the popular multiplayer strategy board game, The Settlers of Catan. Why? <laughs> because coming up with original scripts is very hard, yo. Okay. <laughs> That's what I, as soon as I saw this, I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. What, what, are you, what are you adapting into a movie? I know, right? What are you adapting? I dropped that one in the chat because it's just it's an interesting read because it's like when you know when you, like I vaguely know what the Settlers of Catan is about for for a board game. It's a it's it's way more complicated than I've ever played with a board game. Mm-hmm. Uh, us well, it's like it's all we can do to get three people together just to play like Monopoly. Oh yeah, I love Monopoly. Man. Forget anything as so complicated good. as the Settlers of Catan, but it's like the same token. It's like what would you be? What is the movie exactly? I know. It's just why. Much confusion. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Nintendo filed a trademark in Japan on September 15th that is leading some to speculate that a mini Game Boy console could be on the uh, horizon. Yeah, I've heard about this. It would make sense. It would. 
it would be an instant failure if it didn't have Tetris on it. Mm. I still want my uh, mini N64. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. There's actually people are already there's several people that are making out their wish list for what games they want to see on uh, for um, like a 64 classic. Mm-hmm. I want a 64. I want Jet Force Gemini on it because that game was so freaking good. That was like one of the most underrated games on that console. It was so good. For anyone out there who's making their Nintendo 64 classic wish list, replace GoldenEye with the original Perfect Dark. Because I'm going to tell you right now, due to licensing reasons with the James Bond franchise, that probably won't happen. Yeah, Perfect Dark was great, though. I love Perfect Dark. I mean, I loved GoldenEye. If they could make that happen, I'd be floored. <laughs> but- yeah. Perfect Dark is the unofficial sequel to Goldeneye, 007 Goldeneye. It is it is the same game with a new, you know, it's not even so much a new coat of paint, but it's just it's it's the aesthetic of Perfect Dark mm-hmm. instead of Goldeneye and yep. it's it's the same game, it's the same multiplayer with better improvements. Yep. Matter of fact, that game does bots like multiplayer bots better than any other game I've ever seen. It really does. It's so good. They had different types of you can if you could really get into customize how aggressive the bots were. They had different personalities between like revenge bots, where if you killed them, they would hunt you out. And yeah. If, then there was be like justice bots that would seek out the person who's on the highest kill streak and mm-hmm. get, go gun for them. And it's like all different types of and it, it did it better than any other multiplayer game I've ever seen. Anyone who complains, oh the bots suck. This game had good bots. It did, yeah. But uh, yeah, Jet Force Gemini. That game was so freaking good. I remember Jet so Force underrated. Gemini. Yeah, where we were on the uh, the alien planet with the giant insects. We were fighting like giant ants and like giant beetles and stuff. Didn't you fly around to a couple different planets? I think there were a couple different ones. Yeah, but they kept the insect theme for I think the majority of the game. Yeah, and I, th- I don't uh, even think we ever actually finished that game. I don't believe we did. But I remember getting very towards the end. I do remember that game. I yeah. do. Well, didn't you have also multiple characters you could play yeah, as? Yeah, well, you start out with the guy, and then uh, throughout story missions, you unlocked uh, the girl, and then the dog was the last one you unlocked. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that game was so good, though. Oh, my God. That's a lot of good stuff for mm-hmm. a 64. But for a mini, uh, a Game Boy Mini, that would be awesome, too. That would be cool. I would be into that, yeah. Tetris, for sure. Mm-hmm. Kirby's. Kirby's Dream Land. Kirby's Dream Land, yeah. We still have the original cartridge to Kirby's Dream Land. And Tetris. Yep. And then uh, what other good Game Boys game would there be? There's, there's a Super handful Super Mario of them. Land 2, I think, was one. Oh, one. that's so a good Six one. Golden Coins. Six Golden Coins. Uh, I had that on Virtual Console. That game was still so good. And Wario Land as well. Mm, there's a lot of good ones there's there as well. There's a lot of good ones. Again, a mini Game Boy, I wouldn't put it past them. Like, at this <laughs> point, yeah, that would make sense. That would actually make more sense than going to the 64 Classic. That is true, yeah. Because here's the problem, though. A Nintendo 64 Classic would probably be way more expensive than most people are willing to buy it for. That is true as well, yeah. Because even if they put... How many games could they really fit into one of those things, realistically? I have no clue. What was the actual cartridge size of a Nintendo 64? That would actually be an interesting factoid. Ah, Offhand, I I have no idea. You'd have to look it up real quick. Yeah. Someone in the chat can look that up for us. I'm curious now. I honestly have no idea what the, how big you could go with 64 cartridges. Yeah, because how many games are on the Super Nintendo Classic thing? 20 or so? 20, 15, 20. Something like that. It could probably want, work, yeah. I just want the SNES Classic for uh, Kirby's Dream Course. <laughs> yeah, Kirby's, and then there's a handful and of others. There's that are Super Mario good. World as well. Yeah, but anyway, moving on. Moving on. 
Until somebody figures out how big a 64 cartridge <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, we kind of meandered on that one. but <laughs> No way. Us meander. I we're, we're, I, mm. we're in a very meandering mood tonight, if anyone yeah, couldn't Because there's not a lot of news. <laughs> That's true. Okay, what's The only this? other bit of news that I would say outside of the big two that are that would be noteworthy is Epic Games are taking legal action against Fortnite cheaters. Right. So, uh... Epic Games files copyright infringement case against. Oh wait, I did. I need to hear about this. Uh, against two suing the two notorious guys. Fortnite yeah, cheaters. So the two guys who kept doing it over and over, they're actually bringing legal action against okay, them. Okay, according to documents obtained by Torrent Freak, Epic launched lawsuits against two alleged cheaters, Mr. Broom and Mr. Vrasper. Vrasper, yeah. Uh, who have been, been caught, caught cheating, cheating and banned multiple times. times. They're actually suing them now. Uh, yet to continue to make new accounts, play Epic's complaints point out that. Cheating and enabling others to cheat is a violation of the terms and agreements players must agree to before accessing the game. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with this. Yeah, that's fine. Go for it. Yeah. We'll see if that any, if anything actually sticks. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe updates in the future? Mm. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, okay, so there's got the answer for us. Uh, ranked in 4 to 32 megabytes on this. That's not that big. Okay, then you know what? That'll work. They, they could get a bunch of different games on there. I also just remember another one I really want to have on that is uh, Battle. 64? Wait, no, I think you said 64. 64 megabytes. Even if it's only, even if it's like 128 megs each for each game, like that actually is astonishing when you really think mm-hmm. back to it that GoldenEye is no more than 64 megabytes. Yep, and also. Battle Tanks. Battle Tanks. Oh, that game was so good. I you want to play something like that, that with like legit multiplayer? Oh, that would be great. I would love that. So Battle Tanks and then Battle Tanks Global Assault. We still have the original cartridges for both. The uh, the Battle Tanks Global Assault was on the green cartridge. I remember that. Yep. And then there was Tony Hawk's that was on the blue, blue cartridge. Blue cartridge. Oh, Tony Hawk's would have to be on. Oh, absolutely. A sixty four classic. Because <laughs> that was the blue cartridge. And then the green cartridge was Battle Tanks. Global Assault. Global Assault. Oh, that game was so uh, good. And then there was a game that I believe had a red cartridge. Uh, I don't know. I know Donkey Kong was on a yellow cartridge. Cartridge, yes. I was going to say there was a yellow cartridge. There was a one. yellow one. That was Donkey Kong. Uh, one of the. It was DK64, was it, that was on the yellow one? I don't remember. But, I uh, forget specifically, but I think yeah. I want to remember that it was some sort of Smash or Smash-like game that was on a red cartridge. I might be misremembering it entirely wrong. Um, I don't know. I think Smash and Melee were both on just gray cartridges. Unless okay, it was so a special edition. I yeah. don't know. So 4 to 64 megabytes, depending on the game, were actually the size of... So 64 megs is the max limit on a uh, uh, a Nintendo 64 cartridge, which yeah. would make sense if you actually think that about it. <laughs> that does make sense, actually. Uh, Still, I mean, that's... uh. That's not very big considering the scope of what, like, a perfect dark was. Yeah, or, like, Zelda. Zelda, yeah. And there was uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time and then Zelda Majora's Mask I had on the collector's edition, the gold, gold. sparkly yeah, That's cartridge. right, there was a gold sparkly. They did yep. a couple of limited edition colors. Yep. How just a new IP in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was able to get the blue cartridge. The blue cartridge, I remember that. Out of the thin blue, maybe it's just Activision wanted a, uh, mm-hmm. just... They ordered it Maybe, that way, I don't know. And, and most uh, people just didn't care enough to order specially colored cartridges, so it was just that generic mm-hmm. gray plastic color. I remember as well, it was uh, Pokemon Stadium 2 was on the two-colored cartridge. It was half sparkly gold and half sparkly silver, because gold and silver had just come out. 
And I was Pokemon Stadium too was when you used the gold and silver Pokemon in that game. Mm. So I was on the dual colored cartridge because that was pretty cool. We still have that one as well. Can you tell we love the N64? Yeah, that was <laughs> a good console. That console was so good. That's good. Should we get back to the news? Probably. All right. To wrap this up uh, with uh, Epic Games taking cheaters to uh, court, in a statement given to IGN, an Epic spokesperson gave this comment, quote, when cheaters use aimbots or other cheat technology, they ruin games for people who are playing fairly. We take cheating seriously, and we will pursue all available options to make sure our games are fun, fair, and competitive for all players, end quote. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. I'm, I'm okay again, with that. 100% cool with that. <laughs> Moving on. So, should we hit Activision or should we hit EA oh, first? I don't know. They're both Who are so, you warming uh, up to first? They're both so stupid. Yeah, so this week, up to like yesterday or the day before, we were uh, I was thinking about it. I'm like, wow, there's just no news. <laughs> and then, then, like, everything happened all at once. And then, just they can't help themselves. Oh, God. Activision... Activision, why not? We're All right, so at it. I heard about Activision patenting something, and people were freaking out about how all oh, microtransactions are bad. And I was like, I couldn't really get a feel on what the hell mm-hmm. they were talking about or what yeah. was going on. But I knew Activision had patented something that was like, uh. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were sketched about it, and, and rightfully so. Okay, so the idea is, is that, first off, we're going to link to Jim Sterling's video on where he talks about it, and he actually goes over the actual patent itself which is in the most mind-melting legalese gibberish <laughs> that you've ever heard in your life yeah like this is far past any legalese gibberish that i've even heard like it's it's far down the rabbit hole for gibberish uh but the patent is a method to drive microtransactions with multiplayer matchmaking yeah it's a bunch of theoretical algorithms that they could use to allow players to pay their way to different matchmaking abilities and statistics and in different groups and what have you. So if, if you're like a really good player, you can pay to have be paired against people that are not so good. Yeah. Thus driving your KD up even better, or it could be other way around, which is okay. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know, but so, so the, it says right here, the unused system could push newbies to emulate the marquee player in pairings. And here's the thing. The problem is, is that a lot of people in chat are saying, oh, that's not what I heard. Here's the problem. Read the actual patent itself. It is such gibberish that people aren't even really 100% sure what it is. Yeah. Other than a generic kind of, oh, it's something to do with microtransactions and multiplayer matchmaking. Oh, we have it right here. Let's have a look. Oh, good luck with that. I'm not reading that. <laughs> okay, let's see what we have here. Okay, so what <laughs> what is claimed is, one... Uh, a computer-implemented method of driving microtransactions in a multiplayer game, the method being implemented by a host computer having one or more physical processes program with the computer program instructions that when... Ex- wow, this already is. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the confusing part like, yet. This whole sentence... There's like, like 15 different commas that go through this I as know, well. I was like, it's a run-on sentence, and it's yet to make a single like drive towards making a point. Okay. Um, when executed. When executed by the one or more physical processors causing the host computer to perform the method wherein the host computer is in data communication. <laughs> with with a plurality of computing devices that each of the plurality of computing devices is configured to interact with an instance of the multiplayer game, the method composing, oh, we got a colon even in there, identifying the by the host computer in an 
in an in-game item that is of potential interest to a first player, but not yet possessed by the first player for game in a multiplayer game. <laughs> Holy shit, what the fuck? <laughs> this is just the first point. There's like, it, it goes on and on and on and on, and it's nothing but nonsensical gibberish through the whole thing. It is unbelievable. Yeah. I, I told you, it's the most gibberish I've ever, gibberishy legalese that I've ever heard in my life. It's beyond comprehension. You'll go cross-eyed trying to make sense of, like you said, run-on sentences. There's like 15 commas in that first sentence. Yeah, let's just read the abstract. That should, in theory, sum it up. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay, so. A system and method is provided that drives microtransactions in the multiplayer video games. The system may include a microtransaction arranged match matches to influence game-related purchase. I don't think that's the correct sentence, but okay. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, for instance, the system may match a more ex expert marquee player with a junior player to encourage the junior player to make the game-related purchases of items possessed or used by the marquee player. A junior player may wish to emulate the marquee player by obtaining weapons or other items used. Oh, okay. I see where the, the matchmaking system comes in, where it's okay. like, or where the where the microtransactions comes in, because they're trying to get the lower tier player to buy to what buy the higher stuff. tier player has. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. We figured this out. That is insanity. That that is some unheard of gibberish. <laughs> now people are freaking out about this, but yet at the same token, as even Jim Sterling points out, they have not yet used this in any of their games. However, the opportune word there is yet. Yet. I was going to say, give it time. Yeah. Again, people were up in arms about this, which I honestly see as progress, because more often than not, people will be like, eh, and people let it slide. I think people are getting sick and tired of microtransactions. Did, did that fry your brain? A little bit. <laughs> A lot of those sentences didn't even, like, make sense. So it was like the grammar in my brain is like, this doesn't, this, these aren't the right words to use here. And it's like, <laughs> Short circuiting. <laughs> you can't. There were so many comments in that first sentence alone. It's I know. a giant paragraph, and I think there's only three sentences in that giant paragraph, and there's so many commas that commas it's just like, and, and I'm like, oh, a colon. Like, oh god! Like as a writer, this is just like no, freaking break it up. Uh, again, god damn it. <laughs> legalese. It is the most gibberishy I've ever seen it. Whew. Enough to make your brain melt. That was the thing I read today. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. So anyway, I. Uh, no to microtransactions. You can always do this thing where you don't spend money on them. Mm. Don't just bitch about it on Twitter. Don't spend money on them. Encourage your friends. Don't buy anything through them. Because if they ever not become profitable, they'll stop doing them. That is true. But if people keep bitching about it on Twitter and in spending money on them anyways, well, you know, who's to be? who should be upset then? Mm -hmm. Moving on. Moving on. Alrighty then, to the main blow-up of the week. Oh yes, this <clears throat> pissed off so many people. EA is shutting down Visceral Games and refocusing the Star Wars game, and as well as Amy yeah. Henning. How do you think Amy Henning is now feeling that she left uh, Naughty Dog to go work uh, at Visceral with the Uncharted, or with the, uh, excuse me, the Star Wars Star Wars game, and now it's getting refocused? Oh gosh, she's got to be pissed. So uh, this isn't the right article, but I heard w the, what happened was is that there was some internal focus testing that led to players thinking that it was boring. Uh-huh. A game that was in development. Yep. The fact is, so what EA took from that is, well, it's a single-player, you know, linear-based single-player game, so therefore we must change it. Yep. And somewhere in that mix, oh, yeah, we're going to shut down Visceral Games. Yep. <laughs> 
Because EA. Fucking seriously? Yeah, this is why uh, I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter saying this, like, don't ever sell, sell your, your studio, studio to, to, to EA yeah, yeah. because you are basically signing your company's death warrant. And you know what the sad part is? Is that studios. Jim Sterling predicted it two years ago. He two did. years ago, he had a video that he said, and I remember watching it in real time, where mm-hmm. he said Vistral, and I was like, really? You think? For the Dead Space studio. And I was like, okay. He did it again, and in in this video, when you see, I'll, I'll link to that one as well. He was on mm-hmm. point this week. He was he definitely was. on point. The uh, especially started the week with Stirdust. Stirdust. Oh, that was so good. Too much spandex for a man that size. Oh, just enough spandex. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, actually, yeah, you might be right. It is just enough. Any less would be dangerous. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, the, he in, in that video, he's also predicting that Bioware might be the next one. With yeah. the, and given the fact that they're in EA studio, you can't really fault them for saying as such. Because EA is just... I remember back when Activision was the parasitic one of the video games industry. Yeah, I remember that as well. But uh... Now EA is just like, there is just so many. And then he even showed, there's a list of studios at EA's feet, the graveyard. It's like... Oh my God! They've done this to so many other studios. Yeah, I remember EA was the one who Maxis. bought uh, Maxis and also PopCap. Like PopCap Pop Cap is not shut down, but what, what have, have they, they been done? doing? Yeah, they haven't done shit ever since EA bought them. They have not put a game out, as far as I'm aware. They might have done like weird updates. I think They've it probably was done like some... I think Plants vs Zombies two and Peggle two were the last two projects that they ever did. Like. What are they even doing nowadays? I don't yeah. even know. Like it's kind of like I would put PopCap in the same group that I put Microsoft and Rare in. It's like when yeah, Microsoft yeah. bought Rare, all of a sudden they just disappeared off the face of the earth, and it's like, what have they done yet? Oh I yeah, the, the the not the Connectimals, but the the avatars. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Connectimals. You remember that demo? Oh at E3? God, I do remember that demo. Ah <sighs> yeah, but yeah, EA. It's just okay. There's also more. There's Maxis. There's Pandemic. From mercenaries. Yep. Pandemic. They shut down Pandemic. There's there's so many other ones that they've shut down. And it's just Visceral is yet one more. And it's like when you honestly see the list of 10, 15 something studios, it would be it's enough to shock you. Oh, okay. So here, do you want to read this? <laughs> uh, EA responded to IGN's request for a comment in regard to Henning's standing with the project, saying that the company is, quote, in discussions with Amy about her next move, end quote. As for how much of the already completed development will carry over, an EA spokesperson said, quote, We will be continuing to use a great deal of the work that has been done to date. The assets of the game that already have been built will be the foundation of this new game, yeah, end th- th- quote. This new game, they're re- so because of focus testing, they're taking away the single-player aspect and for like a more broader, open sort of thing. It sounds like they want to do a Destiny clone. Yeah, yeah. Which, has Destiny even really taken off enough to really <laughs> justify such a thing? Like, seriously, the EA so badly wants to have a Call of Duty-like success story that they're willing to copy anything and everything. Yep. And it's it's resulted in such mediocre products. It's the re- it's one of the biggest reasons why it's 2017 is such a blah year for video games. It's, mm-hmm. it's this type of mentality of focus testing to oblivion. Yeah. I know there was a lot of campaign on Twitter for uh, people who lost their jobs at Visceral, other studios offering, you know, saying mm-hmm. here are positions we have available. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's disheartening to see the <laughs> games really industry. Is. It's only getting smaller. No new studios are really mm-hmm. coming up. It's like 
very and all the new ones that are being come up are just being bought up by the big ones. Yeah. And again, it's do not have your studio be bought by EA. It's mm-hmm. that is almost I would almost say the same thing about Microsoft because Microsoft has done similar things but to not a severe degree. Yeah. They've done similar things. It's like we're not getting any new big studios because like nobody is able to say no to being bought. It's like, oh, look at this giant pile of cash we'll give you if you, you know, become part of us. And yeah, like, we'll we'll help you has, out. We'll support you. We're gonna like, give you promotion. Nobody has the balls to say no to that nowadays, and this is what the end result is. Yeah, it's like we need somebody to ha- to form like a smaller studio, but just keep it to yourself until it is able even to if grow. it gets big even if it gets big studio say like, no don't to it remain it third out. party yeah it's like that's the reason why you know the industry is getting smaller is just because nobody's able to say no to that anymore yeah and that's what yeah, Zaldera said it was greedy, greedy. Yeah, they see the dollar signs and go exactly. oh yeah this will be good yep I wonder what the original creators of YouTube think of you know <laughs> that move they did back I all those years ago I have no idea they got a lot of zeros on that check, but I mean, sights yep. on fire, what, not even 10 years later. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just very unfortunate. It's just really upsetting the fact that you'll never get a true sequel to Dead Space. Ever since they, it, was, it was one of the first microtransactions written games mm-hmm. where it didn't belong was yep. Dead Space 3. It was first off became more of an action series than the horror th- series mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's just, uh, again, same I don't know what's a different like, day. Same story, different day. It's, uh, again, how they can not see this as a bad thing for the industry is it's just I don't understand what they're thinking up at the upper levels of EA. It's just like I said, they they want Battlefield to be a Call of Duty clone so bad mm-hmm. that eventually, if they just nail that formula, all of a sudden copies will just fly off the shelves themselves, and it'll be yeah. ten billion sold in the next ten minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. And if it's not that, then it's a failure. Yes. We're shutting you down. Yeah. It wasn't it Dead Space 2 was deemed a failure because it only sold 4 million copies. I know. Remember remember several years ago where it was like, I remember it was like the beginning of the Xbox 360 and the mm-hmm. PS3. All of a sudden oh, we I were remember. like, this game just broke a million copies. And everyone was like, what? Yep. I remember that. It's like we are just old enough to remember the way things used to be. Yeah. But nowadays it's just like, no, this is the new norm. And it's like, no, it shouldn't be. Yeah, it's like, well, this is a problem. A $60 game at, and I know that different pieces of the, you know, retail pie between the retailers, the developers, and what have you get a different portion of it. But a million sold for a $60 game is $60 million. Yep. I, you know, honestly, I don't know what the breakdown is between the publisher and the developer, but if you seriously can't make it work at that point. <laughs> I know. It's probably not the game's fault. Mm. What's the quote? Spending $100 on a toilet seat or whatever yeah, yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from uh, Independence Day. Yeah. The, uh, the guy's father. What was his mm-hmm. name? I forget. He I can picture spend him $40,000 on a hammer. Yeah. $10,000 on a toilet seat. Yeah, and there's also, it's not just $60, but then there's also 30 to $40 plus, you know, for special editions, and then there's microtransactions and mm-hmm. all the other nine yards. It's like, really? You d- and people still argue, well, games are still $60. They haven't gone up in price. <laughs> yeah. He has a link. There's a link. Oh, yeah, CD Project Red. Okay, I heard about this. There's rumors about staff morale and what have you. You know what? Honestly, I don't read into it because it read as a rumor to begin with. Yeah. Here's the thing. In modern video games, the way I see this situation formulating is that 
you know, how many different previews and showcases and other different things do you see games as they're being developed be shown off? Like in most instances, they have a preview every other week or something like that, or they leak something new or something leaked, or you know, we're gonna show you this or yeah. show you that. Whereas CD Projekt Red has gone silent on their new upcoming game that was was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven or something like that. Something like that, yeah. They've actually did this thing called not talk about it, and all of a sudden now there's people are sw swirling rumors about how oh no it's gone off the rails we haven't heard about it in so many years and it's like. Who says they have to preview it every other week? I know, right? And that's what a lot of the newer gamers are used to in this modern age is that it's got to be previewed to death instead of just go away and build it. Mm. You know, I didn't really read into it a lot, but I did hear about it. Yeah, but either way, yeah, with the EA and, uh, yeah. And, of course, like I said, how does Amy Henning feel about this? I know. She's got to be Pissed. Everybody loved it when they showed this. They teased the footage of it at E3, mm -hmm. and everyone was really hyped about it. It's one, actually probably one of the only useful bits of footage that came out of the EA press conference. I love how if this quote here says uh, we're in discussions with Amy about her next move, and it's like if I was her, I would turn right back around and go, you know, right back to uh, what was it, Rockstar? Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. That's it. Yeah. Like, turn right around and go right back to Naughty Dog. That's what I would have done. Be like, yeah. Nope, screw you guys. Or, you know, hell, go to Rockstar. I mean, shit. Yeah, go to Rockstar. And, like, I knew it wasn't right, but Rockstar was the only thing that was coming to mind for some reason. It's Naughty like, no, Dog. Naughty Dog. That That's the one. But still, like, even if it's not them, they just turn around and go elsewhere. I yeah, mean, seriously, screw them. But Since they obviously do not want any single-player game whatsoever, okay. Yep. It's like, well, that's unfortunate. Okay, I'm going to go work someplace else. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of places who would be more than happy to take her on. Oh, yeah, most certainly. And I don't believe there's much else that can be said about that. Mm. Uh, any other thing you got for the news? Not really. All right, if we're all done with the news, then that means we get to head on off to the first look. Mm. Time now for a first look. Yes. I have actually been playing a game recently. Oh, my God. Then by recently, I mean this morning. <laughs> uh, and by playing a game, I'm not talking about Factorio for once. Gasp. I know, right? I have had a game on my side of my bed for probably the better part of the last three or four months or so that goes by the name of Valkyria Azura Revolution. Most people may remember that this came out uh, at the beginning of the summer, and I just, you know, never got around to it. Because I was, just, I heard it was kind of like, everyone kind of said it was kind of blah and just not very good, and I just, I just couldn't bring myself to, I just, I didn't want to know. <laughs> I fired it in, and uh, it's good in some ways, and then it was shockingly bad in other ways. Yeah. We'll get there. So Valkyria Revolution, as it's, I, I can't tell if it's just Valkyria Revolution in the United States and it's Azure Revolution in Japan or what the story that is. I think it, the full title is Valkyria Azure Revolution, but here on the Wikipedia page it just says Valkyria Revolution. And so it was in the box as well. So that's enough. Uh, developed by Media Vision, published by either Sega or Deep Silver, depending on where you are. Sega was Japan and North America. Deep Silver is Europe and Australia. Uh, it was released on... Uh, in North America, June 27th, 2017. Came out actually January 19th, 2017 for uh, Japan. So it was out a long time before it came over to the United States. I believe the, the rumor on the street was that it was so badly received in Japan that it was released in America for only 
So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it is an action role-playing game uh, that is... Okay, here's the thing that's weird thing. is I don't know really how to structure this because there's so many different glaring things about the differences between this game and Valkyria Chronicles. First off, as far as I'm concerned, it's a sequel in name only. In that, you know, it takes certain aspects of the original, I, you know, the, the, the essence, and then does its own thing. Well, it says here that it's uh, considered to be a spinoff rather than a sequel. Yeah, so at the same time, there's really, other than the fact that there are Valkyrias in the game of the, you know, Valkyrian race, and then there's like Ragnite, and it takes place on Europa, there's really not much else that I see here that's has anything to do with Valkyria Chronicles. So again, mm-hmm. why would you call it that way? If 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 Sega announced that they're coming out with a a new game that's going to be using the same engine that Valkyria Chronicles did, which is the Canvas engine, and they're going to do it in a similar style and it's going to be set in the similar world, but it's going to be a different story altogether, I'd have been down with that. And and because of this, we're going to do it a different it's going to be a more of an action-oriented strategy game instead of the turn-based strategy game, you know, XCOM-esque type game that you were used to with Valkyria Chronicles. I would have been okay with that, and I would have been into it. I would have been like, okay, let's see what this is about. No, instead they, they, they are marketed as, okay, well, here's a new Valkyria game. And it just, I don't know, it just kind of falls, like, the, the, the lead-up to it kind of falls flat when you realize, as best I can figure, they've, like, retconned Gallia off the map entirely. It, like, the core story is told in Medias Res, I think is how it's said, uh, this professor or something like that, her family has had ties to th- this event a hundred years prior where these traders had th- did something, and it's like that's the core of the story. She's telling the story to one of her students in the forest by these traders' grave, and it's like it's told it's it's 1954. I'm thinking, okay, well, the European War, the, the second European War took place with Gallia, which took place in 1934, but there's no reference to it whatsoever, and I don't even see Gallia on the map, and it's just like, where does this it doesn't even connect. So it's, I guess, spinoff is the best way to say it, but at the same token, then why do you bother calling it a Valkyria game in the first mm-hmm. place? It's just, it makes lot, like, timeline-wise, it makes no sense whatsoever. Because then, you know, 1954 is when she's telling this to a student, the professor, which I can't even remember her name, telling this to a student, and then the the events that took place with these five traders took place in 1854, which was which would put it before the events of Valkyria Chronicles, which was never referenced at all in any way, shape, or form. So it's like, again, it's a totally different uh, land. It's not Gallia. It's called the land that you're f- from and where this story takes place is called Jutland. And they're, uh, they're, uh, they've been under an embargo. Rochelle is the name of her of the, the professor. Uh, and it, Jutland's been under this embargo for several years by the Ruzi Empire, and it's like they want to fight back and regain their independence or something like that. And it's that's kind of the base of the story. And here's the thing: the story itself, when removed from Valkyria Chronicles entirely, is kind. You know, I, it's kind of got my attention. I'm interested in it, and it's definitely pulling me in. There's different things and aspects that they've done that have improved upon the original uh, style, but in, in an action thing. But the problem is, is that it's it's more of Dest- uh, it's not Destiny, it's Dynasty Warriors than it was Valkyria Chronicles. It's like, mm-hmm. it's Dynasty Warriors in like a Valkyria Chronicles flavor yeah. setting type thing. And so it's like, the problem is that your main characters are now more melee based than firearms based. So it's like you're charging into gunfire trying to get it within range. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just, it comes off as an odd mishmash of different things happening at the same time. Yeah. 
story itself, it could be interesting, you know, more stories of the Valkyrian and what have you. <coughs> I'm okay with that, but it's just it's not a sequel. It's 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 an awkward spin-off at best. Apparently Jutland is a real place. It's the main part of Denmark. Cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. Know. Yeah, the more you know. Which, you know, if anyone knows me knows that I could always learn to learn more. <laughs> I could always use more knowledge. But either way, again, this like I'm okay. The story is interesting, but it's just this connection with Valkyria is just it's, there's no real name reason for it to be happening. Yeah, I remember this is the exact same problem that I had with Outlast Two, where it was like, okay, this game is awesome and its story is interesting. Why is it an Outlast game though? Like yeah. it had literally no connection to Murkoff or you know Miles Upshur or anything like that. It was literally just a sequel in name only, like you said. It had a completely different story, completely different characters, totally different setting. It was like it didn't reference any event from the first game even once. Yeah. So. Later tonight, when I whenever I turn on my computer, I think I'm gonna boot up Valkyria Chronicles on PC and just to look at it again because the biggest issues that I've had with this game thus far, while the story itself, as soon as you get past the awkwardness of it's just its own independent thing, unexplained due to you know timeline issues, I can get past that. It can be its own thing. But where it really kind of sucks early on is that, like I said, I have to boot up Valkyria Chronicles on PC to see this. I remember the original game having some sort of film grain added to it that made it kind of look like it was a watercolor painting done on like a parchment type deal. Mm -hmm. This almost kind of seems like, an oil, it's not so much an oil painting is probably the wrong wording for it, but it's it's an oil-based water and oil-based combination and somewhere in between oil and water-based colors, but it's done on some sort of like the film grain attached to it is almost like a canvas. Like yeah. material. If anyone's actually ever seen what painters actually paint on this canvas material, that thick grainy kind of uh, paper they paint on, I, don't, I think it's can't just called canvas. And like, and this could have been beautifully done, except yes. <laughs> the problem is, is that this film grain of canvas is on is on the foreground. It's on top of everything else, and all the motion and movement is happening behind it. So the film grain of canvas is happening statically. It stays still, and everything else is moving. So you can see it, like it's so blatant. Yeah, it's so bad. It's it's horrendous. Like the one they were coloring. Each and I showed piece Darka of, this uh, too, by the way. Yeah, it's like when they were coloring each piece of the background, each piece of the characters, they should have just like added it to those layers individually and so so that so that the move with so like if else. you see a shoulder of a character that's got this solid color of say just red red uh -huh. their colors their clothes are red and it's red so as they move that film grain would move with it move and with it would it, look yeah. more natural it doesn't their shoulder is just it's got the red outfit on and they're moving behind the grain the grain is standing still so you can physically see as the grain clips through their line and as they move around it just it looks so jarring yeah <laughs> The uh, but anyway, you know, and it's just it's so awkward. But then it gets even worse than that. I'm gonna link to, and I showed Dark God this. There's IGN has the first 24 minutes of gameplay of the game online on YouTube. I'm gonna link to oh it. Oh God, it's so bad. It's so. The original bad. characters are like they're like hunched down behind a log on a hillside, waiting for word that the king says, "Okay, we're going to war now. We can attack this outpost held by the Rosie Empire, which is the tutorial mission." And it's just a bunch of these characters in your squad that are just talking. 
And it's like they're not moving at all. They're just faces are still, and then their lips are just kind of like brah, 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 brah. You know, like that's all their the the, the lip the sync whole fish mouth syndrome going fish on. mouth that's not even synced even in the best of circumstances. And I'm like, we watch anime. We're not exactly used to perfect lip syncing here, mm-hmm. but it's it's just like the worst, most awkward. Uh, what is it called? The Uncanny Valley yeah. that you've ever seen. They would, like, I remember original Valkyria Chronicles. Like I said, I'm going to load up my game and actually pick some mission in the middle of the thing and just watch for a second because I remember seeing all the characters be very expressive and move about and you'd see eye Yeah, movement I remember and that as well. They would look and their hair would swoosh and, like, it would actually look very oh God, good. the hair on this game is amazing in all the worst ways. <laughs> yes, by amazing you mean plastic. Oh, God, it's, like, literally Barbie doll hair. <laughs> yes. It's even worse than that. It's, it's like, like action figure hair. It's like, what is that wax museum called? The, You know the one I'm talking about, the famous one. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking Madam about. Madam something or other's wax uh, museum. I don't remember offhand. But yeah, I'm, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it looks like that. Yep. But they're static and stiff. And then when you start to move your characters around on the actual game, it's like so stiff and blocky. The movement is just like... Oh, like there are certain points when the story gets going and you get you stop focusing on that. You're like, OK, I could get into this. And then there's this moment where all of a sudden they go right back to this stiffness and this yeah, weird yeah. fish mouthiness. And it's just like, oh, it, it's so bad. Oh, Madame Tussaud. That's the one. <laughs> I haven't met her yet. Wow. Belskis linked us to a picture of one of the characters from this game and... She's impressive in certain ways, let's yes. say. Oh, yeah, there's another character that you meet early on that's, uh, her, which it takes, it literally takes about 50 minutes before the, anyone even says her name. She's in, like, counterintelligence or something like that, and I, Violet, maybe, is her name? I can't even remember. I don't know. But it's like, she's the same way. It's just like, really? <laughs> really, yes. How is that armor fitting those, uh... Very ass- tightly. Those, um... Let's say. Yeah, I love how it says the the name of this photo is large.jpg. <laughs> that Winning. is brilliant. I love yes. it. Again, it's just apparently the game includes possibility of permadeath for certain characters, but players are able to retry them if one of them dies. I find that interesting, yeah. Uh, I've played for characters, not just certain characters, but apparently for just people on your squad. Yeah. Again, like I can get it, the the whole action uh, strategy element of the game comes off as more Valkyrie or excuse me, Dynasty Warriors than anything else, and I, it wasn't as jarring as I thought it would be. I could almost get behind it if they didn't try to you know uh, make this game out to be some sort of Valkyria game. But again, it's just mm, I don't know. It's again your main character is uh, Amel. Gronkin or something like that is his name. He I looks f- just like Akira from Persona Five. Yeah, he's he's generic, you know, uh, action protagonist number three thousand four hundred and seventy-two. Yeah, it's like you've seen them all before: the disheveled hair, the long trench coat, the black pants. It's you've seen them all before, and it's just like, uh, and his name Gronkair or whatever the hell you pronounce it. It's got like an O with a slash through it, and then the A and the E decided to clip together or whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, I've seen that letter before. I don't know specifically what uh, language it's from, but I have seen that letter before. Yeah, and it's like there's strategy into it. There's certain aspects of the game that I think was actually a cool addition that would be a cool addition to it. Uh, he'd probably be... Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah, we're copying that into the chat. Uh, boom. 
Like there's certain additions to it. Like I was saying before, the uh, when you surprise enemies, there's actually different statuses that they can actually uh, be affected by, where they can actually be affected by like surprise or panic and, or or fear or something like that. So it's like different things that they've added to it that refine the combat in different interesting ways. That I was like, as it was going through it, I'm thinking, wow, that's actually pretty cool. But it's like at the end of the day, you're just rushing through the map and slashing and hacking, slashing everyone. And it's like, unlike Dynasty Warriors, where whereas you hit a button combination and your character does something and you got to do it within time to do multiple follow-up slashes. With this game, you hit X and your character just immediately whips out five or six attacks or something like that. It's just it's very strange. It is really strange. Yeah, this morning when uh, he was playing, and actually let me uh, take the controller for a few just to see what he was talking about with that, and it's. It is really weird. Like, you hit the button and you expect them to just immediately do one slash. No, she'll stand there for, like, you know, a solid second. Yeah, by she, you had the control of uh, um, Princess Ophelia or something like that. Whoever she was. And it's like, you hit the button and it's like she'll stand there for a good, like, second to two seconds. It's, it's like a like, half second. It's not I'll as bad as it sounds. It's like a half second, but you press the button, nothing, and then whoop, 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 whoop. And then it's like I started pressing the button again because I thought it wasn't inputting, <coughs> but it's like, and all of a sudden she whips out, like, this wild flailing attack, and then she has to stand there and like you know gasping breath for a minute. It's like not even a you, minute. It's like what even? It's are enough you doing? to be. It's enough to be obnoxious and noticeable. It's so weird. So she just stand there gasping. And you won't be able to like move or anything. And, it's and then like, all of a sudden why? it'll say ready on your on thing, and then you could do it again. It's like ah, uh, God, no, just yeah. Yeah, it's just it's very strange differences. I'm not exactly 100% against how they changed the gameplay of it. I could see where they were going with it. It just it doesn't flow as smoothly as games of that genre you would expect. Yep. And again, I'm interested by the game. I'm actually going to be, I'm going to see if I can continue it, how far I want to get with it. The story is the standout of it, but the problem is, is you have to put up with such horrendous graphics for a game series that has been known for having such a beautiful art style that I myself have even recommended as one of the best games ever made. Mm -hmm. The art style of the original Valkyria Chronicles was amazing with the watercolor aesthetic. Yep. It looked amazing. And mm -hmm. this game could look amazing if they just took away the damn film grain. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't even know if film grain is the right word to describe it, but it's the only way I can really think to describe this kind of like canvas-esque like etching mm -hmm. on the screen. And it's just the fact that that's the foreground most thing you see over top of everything, even things that are moving. It's just, yeah. I don't believe there's much else to be said about it. Again, this is just a first look. I'm going to try to see if I can keep going with it. Mm -hmm. Uh I don't know. Again, the story is something about there's these five traders, and that's the Amel Gronkeed or whatever the hell is Gronkar or whatever his name is pronounced as. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, you know, he's the lead of this squad, but he's also he's the lead of a squad that's going to war with against the Ruzi Empire. But at the same time, him and his friends, his four friends, uh, they're called the Five Traders. But that's after the fact, and they're trying to like you know, uh, move the war in a certain direction so that they can actually, uh, kill these certain generals that are of the Ruzi empire that wronged them in the past. You only get a brief glimpse of that after the first mission. You're not really sure what's going on. So there's a lot of intrigue. And then you see this other character, which I believe was, what was her name? Where are the five traders? Uh, Violet. Her name is Violet. That's a weird spelling of Violet, but okay. Yeah. Violet Sand. With a S Z A N D, mm. and that's the thing you'll notice about this game is that it's like it has very heavily Europeanish names. 
Kind of like Tanya. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good <laughs> Lord. Yeah. That's exactly a good uh, combination of it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it just, it's just very weird the way that the certain decisions that were changed versus what were kept the same. The menus look very similar. There's different upgrades. And then when you get back to town, the main strip, you can walk down the street. Uh, and it's like you, there's different p places where you can actually like buy fabric and what have you. And then you need to use the fabric you can make. You can order through this workshop. You can then have them make you a new coat that has better defense or better speed or something like that. It's like there's a lot of strategy elements you could do, like, just like the other thing. There's no dude bro at the re research and development department, though. I just got to let you know. Oh, yeah, your dude bro. Welcome, bro. Yeah, I know. That, was that guy, guy was, was so Leon. His name was Leon, and no, it's just he's not there. Uh, what does it actually say? The yeah, I I heard it on the game several times, but all right. But yeah, again, it's like there's certain aspects of the game that's interesting, certain aspects that are just kind of strange, and then there's just the certain jarring parts where the mouthing is you know, the, the the lip sync is all fish fish mouthed and <laughs> awkward and stiff and it's just like it comes off as Ooh. and that's like the first thing that people see in the game that'll turn people off on the game it's just like oh do i really want to see like uh, what could be a good story through terrible you know visuals yeah yeah how do you how do you justify that it's just it's so weird they if they had just copied what the original valkyria chronicles did they might have been able to get away with all the other changes. Yep. And if it, it just, I just, I, I get, I gotta fire up the old Valkyria Chronicles to see if how bad the grain on that was. So I remember there was sort of like a film grain over the top of that as well, but I don't see it. Remember it being nearly as bad or as jarring. I know the character animations were a hell of a lot better. Yeah, they were. <clears throat> yeah, but I don't think there's much else. Can be. And furthermore, I gotta look this up. I don't know if we can look this up real quickly. Sure, go for it. Uh, Princess of Jutland. Okay, right here. Ophelia, the voice actress. I want to see what other her uh, video games. What has she also done? Because i almost be willing to bet she's done Dead or Alive, Black Ops 2. Oh, she was Marie in uh, Persona 4 Golden. That's amazing. Nice. Okay, she's not actually the person who voice actress uh, was the voice actress for uh Alicia in uh, in Valkyria Chronicles. Oh, she was Hifumi though in Persona <coughs> 5. She was Hifumi in Persona 5. That's awesome. The problem that I well, the reason why I say this is because I can I was almost willing to bet that she was because they sound so damn similar. The yeah, Princess Ophelia is like they want her to be uh the Alicia Melkiot from uh, from Valkyria Chronicles so badly that I'm already calling that she's going to turn Valkyrian at some point yep. and go all glowy. <laughs> <clears throat> she's already got those blood red eyes too, yeah, so it's she like, does. like I can see this coming. But again, I'm interested in it. I'm going to give it a chance to see if it key, if the story is actually worth anything. I don't believe fans of Valkyria Chronicles will care anything for the changes made. I don't know anybody that's going to look at this game and go, wow, that look like there's certain points where it does look good, but then all of a sudden it you suddenly the film green jumps back out at you and it's like, oh, wait, maybe not. I don't know if this is a complete list, though, because Valkyria Revolution is not actually listed on here for her voice roles. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We're looking up uh, IMDb at this point. I don't think there's much else to really be said about that, though. Yeah, here it is. Let's go down for a second and see if there's anything else in 2008. 2008. Nope. Okay. Making sure. Yep, making sure. Nope, she is definitely not. 
Uh, who was this one? I just looked that up real quick. Uh, we don't have time for that. All right. But either way, again, first look, I'm intrigued by it, but there are glaring issues. So, yeah. We'll see how it shakes out, how much farther I get to it. Okay, apparently this was Alicia's. Yeah, they're definitely a different person that, uh, that voice acted between yeah. uh, the princess in this game and Alicia Melchiat in the original game. Though, if you listen to them side by side, they're very similar they sounding. They're very similar, yeah. But yeah, we've digressed enough. I don't believe there's much else that can really be said about it. Again, Alrighty. just that film grain and that <laughs> those character animations are so bad. Again, just check out the. Vi I'm going to link to a video that's going to have the first 24 minutes of gameplay. Once you get, you can fast forward past the part where it's just the teacher and the student and the force talking. Wait, wait till you get to that part where the the, the group on the hill. Is, that is what the first thing you're really introduced to the game with is. And it's just like, oh, wow. Oh, God, we are so far into the Uncanny Valley on that. It's so bad. It's very bad. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Time for some final thoughts. Yay. Here's some final thoughts. Zaldera is uh, confused. Yay. Yeah, I think we meandered enough for this episode. I was going to say, this episode has been very meandering. We've been very distracted this episode. Yeah. Another thing about what I'll say about the Valkyrie Revolution is that there's certain things that they try to rejigger in how they work. It's like Ragnite was in Valkyria Chronicles. They're trying to re-establish like, what Ragnite is and what it does. Like they're trying to Instead of it just being a mineral that contains a lot of power, kind of think of it like coal but the nuclear equivalent of what coal looks like, right? That's what the Valkyria Chronicles had it to be. Yeah. Now all of a sudden they're like, well, Ragnite is this very powerful mineral that creates mana, that provides magical power throughout the land. It's just like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just strange decisions made. Yep. And bad character animations to boot. <laughs> Any final thoughts from you? Uh, we've been watching anime recently. Gasp. Yes, I know. One in particular that, oh, wow, I am thoroughly in love with. Mm. It is so good. It's uh, Nights and Magic, it's called. Yeah, before we get there, though, uh, I first watched the first one back that I was like, okay, I got to kick back with something good. I remember watching uh, the first season of Show by Rock, which was kind of a Saturday morning Scooby-Doo-esque, you know, very yeah, much yeah. kids show. But the music was good, so it hooked me, and I liked it. I was like, let's fire in the second season. <laughs> Okay, right off the deep end, <laughs> thoroughly head first into the Saturday morning special Scooby-Doo routine. Okay. While the music is just mediocre. Okay. And I was just like, after three or four episodes, I was just like, I just, I can't. <laughs> I just can't. It's good to see the characters again, but it's just like, oh, God, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I want to switch to something like that I know is better and I've heard a lot of mi I believe it or not you're going to believe this for Knights of Magic I heard a lot of mixed things about it really yes a lot of people were very heavily mixed on it I didn't really but at the same time it looked and sounded interesting so I was like you know what the broadcast dub isn't done but I'll give it a shot anyways I fired it again like I said after the first like 15 minutes of it, I'm like this is good after the end of the second episode I was like I got to show this to Dark God. Oh, this God. is it's, all up her alley. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> it is good. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Gundam, but better. Yes. Way better. You know, it's almost like, and you made a good comparison, is that the main character of uh, Knights and Magic <laughs> is the exact opposite of Tanya. Tanya. 
He's in a very similar circumstance that Tanya was, but he is literally her exact opposite force in every single way. Like, I think they're both about the same age as well. Like, she... How old was Tanya by the end of the thing? Was she 11 or 12? Something like that. In the The vicinity thereof. In the vicinity thereof. She was, like, in the 11 or 12 range. He is 12 at this point in the series. And, like, she's all psycho evil, you know, military genius. He's happy-go-lucky military genius. Yes, I know. It's so good. It's so funny. It's hilarious is that the the whole time he's, like, he's just so excited about uh, building. Of course... I don't want to give it too much away about the story, even though it happens for the first, like, yeah. the f- you just read the description of the first episode and you already know the, the whole synopsis of the story. Yep. <clears throat> but it's like, so I, I guess I have to, just in order to even talk about it, it's the fact that it's a super genius programmer from Japan that deer in the headlights, it gets hit by a car in a very Scooby-Doo-esque manner. Very. And then all of a sudden, it's just, he's whisked away into uh, this other world and he's reincarnated into this the boy called Ernesti, a Chevalier is the boy, but mm-hmm. the boy's like, I don't know, six or something like that at this something point. Something like that. And yeah, he's, but like, a lot of people think of him as developmentally challenged or something. He's been very reserved or quiet. They don't really go into it too much, but all of a sudden, you know, uh, this programmer genius gets put into a, this boy and it's all of a sudden he's like, whoa, giant robot! And then everyone's like, what's a robot? What's a robot? Because <laughs> so he funny. has an obsession with with the model robots. Yes, otaku obsession with model robots. But and and they don't know what robots are. They've never been called that. Uh so good though. So then he has all of his like programming knowledge and all of his, you know, memories from his past life. Yes. Which he then puts forth into building like real mechs and like well, well, real here's the thing. Robots. The catch with this this series is that there is magic in the world and he sees he he uh, he, he like he gets an interest in it and they and his parents are like, "Whoa, well if you train hard." And he's like, "Okay, and then they start. He starts learning magic from his mother, only to figure out that hey, wait a minute, magic in this world is very similar to programming. Yep. So of course, given that he has all his programming knowledge, he's it's like so ten thousand steps ahead of everyone else. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, he's literally Tanya's exact opposite in every single way, and it's so awesome. He's so happy. He's so it. happy. What's the right word that describes it? It's um. I forget. I keep forgetting it. It's it's it blanks on me every time. It's a uh, Knights and Magic Veil. Vale. Yeah, Knights and Magic is the name of the anime. It's so good. Oh my god. It's like just for the fact that your main character is so unbelievably happy all the time. Like he just makes you feel good to watch. Yeah, I know. It's just hilarious the way it's it's it's, it's, it's energetic. Like it's engaging. So like he's so freaking uh, like cheerful and like happy go lucky and so enthusiastic <laughs> about everything that he does. Endearing. Like, That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, the word he's I'm thinking so about. Endearing. He's it's so endearing. It's endearing. He's got such an infectious uh, enjoyment out of doing things with robots or called what are they called in the game or the, uh, the anime is it Silhouette Knights. I, Silhouette Knights is what they're called. But he calls them robots. Everyone's like, "What's a robot?" What's a robot? But he's like, he'll start to is it Kayan? I think it's Kayan. Kayan, yeah. yeah. Knights. Okay, yeah, Kayan, Knights and Magic. Knights and Magic. Yep. That's good. I like it. It's it's fun times. We're only we're eight episodes in, I think, something like that. Something like that, yeah, but I know, it's just for the fact that your main character is just so unbelievably happy. Like, you just feel happy watching him. I know, it's so good. Like, his joy is just infectious. I love how the guy, like, he'll he'll terrify all the adults because they're like, well, this hasn't been done. Like, apparently all the silhouette knights have been developed over hundreds of years. And the last major update to any of the silhouette knights happened about 300 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then this just 10-year-old comes by and just overnight... Overnight, Devolves completely. a whole new system, a way of doing it. <laughs> and they're all like, 
what is your scheme? Oh, they're like, what are you up to? And he's just like, nope, it's just my hobby. It's just my hobby. Hobby. It's so good. It's, it's he's so happy. I know. It's so good. I really do like it. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you can't do this. He's like, well, <laughs> it's there's so many different hold my beer moments where he's been told, well, this has never happened before. No one's ever been able to do this. It's like, I just look at his eyes and be like, yep, give yep. him five minutes. <laughs> I know. It's so great. And, like, much like with what happens with Tanya, is like, he'll, like, he's been put in charge of different things and like, different projects. And, like, all these, like, higher-ups will be introduced to him. And they're like, you're kidding, right? <laughs> is this a joke? Is this a joke? Like, this this is the guy? <laughs> the, he, he's 12. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, this is the guy. <laughs> it's the same situation that happens with Tanya. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is one of our greatest military leaders. Like, this? Like, she's... She's like ten. Like what? Apparently, if Zaldera was killed and reincarnated as a girl into a different world, the first thing he would do is avoid being the main character. That is that is probably solid life advice, to <laughs> be honest. Yeah, I just it's just a good show all the way around. It is so good. Like his joy is just so infectious. Like you can't help but be happy just watching him be so excited you know, about. Oh, and his two things. friends he has. His two friends literally look exactly like long, younger equivalents to Shannon and Raquel, Raquel from, uh, from Scrap Princess. Scrap Princess, yeah. They literally look exactly like them. It's so good. Younger they act versions like, And they own. act like them as well. That's the thing. So they both look and act exactly like Shannon and Raquel, except younger. It's so good. Yeah. So we'll have to see where it shapes up at the end. Mm -hmm. But I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's so it's good. so good. I am really loving it. Mm. And I don't believe we've really been doing much else as first side notes. We haven't had the time to. Or, you know, final thoughts. Yeah, we haven't really had the time to do much beyond just watching a few episodes here and there. And kittens. And kittens. But mostly kittens. Yeah, mostly kittens. Like, whenever they're asleep, we'll try to slip, like, two or three episodes in. But then, you know, as soon as they wake up, again, we got to be right back on that. And they usually play for like, you know, two and a half, three hours at a time. So that kind of you know, eats It's better now that they're day. tearing through the whole house. They tend to not focus on any one thing. Yeah, that is good. Whereas when they were, you know, like only held into the living room here, their goal was to get over that gate. <laughs> oh, yes. But yeah. I don't believe there's much else. Uh, I'm going to continue playing more Valkyria Revolution. I don't expect the character models to get any better <laughs> or animations to get yeah. any better. Though there's interesting concepts being brought in with that game. And that's more. And then there's a story, which is also intriguing. Mm. Not a Valkyria Chronicles game, though, to be damn sure of. It's like I said, it's the same problem I had with Outlast 2. It's like, that's been happening more and more recently, I've noticed, with games. It's like, games will get a sequel, but the sequel will have literally nothing to do with the past games. And I'm just mm. like, why? Because reasons. <laughs> the same thing with uh, Prey as well. Yes. Prey was the other big one that that happened with. Where it's like, okay, this game is awesome. Why is it called Prey, though? Yeah, It could have been called, called Mimic. Mimic. That should have been its name. That would have been so good. But nope. They had to try to revive a uh, long-dead franchise for that. It's just like, eh, no. Why? Yeah, unfortunately. 2017. Yep. <sighs> At least it's almost over. Yep. I don't believe there's much else that we can really say about that. Again, I'm going to be playing more Valkyria Revolution. We'll see how well that goes. You're going to eventually get to Nio. I'm Neo really hoping or... to start it soon. I really want to get into it, but I've just not had the time recently. Mm, yes. Because, well, kittens. Kittens. Kittens take priority over everything. <laughs> yeah, kittens that like you. I know. Oh, they're so cute. They're so cuddly. 
I don't believe there's much else. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, Neither do I. So until next week, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. See you later and bye now.